Hey Danny, how you doing, man? Cruella de Vil. Cruella de Vil. <laughs> I've never quite been sure how to feel about that song, because I don't like it very much, instinctively. But I could not tell you why. There's just something about it that I just think is... I don't know. <laughs> There's something terrible about it that's impossible to define. Dev- devilish? Perfect, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but here we are again, folks, for episode 91 of Shouting Into the Void. Mm-hmm. And um, before we get into what we're talking about this week, we have some bullshit, don't we, Lewis? Uh, we do. We have plenty of bullshit. Sorry, I'm fixing my hair again. We're doing that the entire episode, and viewers are going to be like, "Ooh, wouldn't lose get a haircut?" Uh, um, yes, sorry, we have got some bullshit. Um, yes, I'm ready. Uh, please bull my shit. I'll bull your shit. Don't you worry, Tom. Um, <laughs> Good stuff. Okay, so I'm lifting the wheel up this time because it's a pain oh. in the ass to try and turn around, and sort of, you know. But here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. Born ready. Married at first sight. Married at first sight. Yeah, it's 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 yeah. been a reality show in the UK that I have been completely unaware of until Channel Four were, quite frankly, relentlessly. Um, what's the word? They were relentlessly advertising it, and so Chloe and I uh, watched it just on on a bit of a whim one night and got massively hooked. Um, yeah. Essentially, I think I enjoy it in the same way that you enjoy Love Island, which is semi-ironically. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, very much. But yeah, so. I. Um, it's right. The gimmick is that these people meet for the first time and get married, and then after they get married, they are sort of together through the. They call it an experiment. It's like, oh, these complete strangers that we've matched because we think they're going to get get together and, and and be happy together and all this sort of stuff. Um, so won't that be lovely? And then through the course of the experiment, they'll have interactions with um, these relationship coaches and and um, couples counselors and stuff. And um, yeah. one of them was a sex therapist, but that never really came up, which was a bit strange. Um, but they made like a big deal out of it in the first episode. It's like this is such and such. She's a sex therapist. Then they never mentioned it again. It was a bit weird. But anyway, um, <laughs> essentially, yeah, the gimmick is that two people get married, and then after they get married, they are together i suppose for the for the duration of the experiment and in the end they can do a vow renewal ceremony um to say yep we're actually we're definitely together we're in love we're 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 we're, we're a, a powerful strong couple and we're going to stay together sort of thing right that's the gimmick okay however what the show really is is 12 people six of them are perfectly normal people and six of them are the worst examples of humanity that you will ever be able to find <laughs> Yeah, it's the most insane nonsense. Um, The best one that comes to mind is there was a couple this year called Luke and Morag. Um, Morag, what a great name! Yes, it is a pretty good name, isn't it? She's a terrible person though. (laughs) But yeah, uh, Luke and Morag, uh, they they had their sort of wedding day, and um, they sort of she um, comes down the aisle and um, they sort of meet at the altar, sort of thing, and they're like, "Hi, I'm Luke. Hi, I'm Morag." All the rest of it. Mm -hmm. Are you nervous? Yeah, I'm nervous too. And there was sort of giggling and laughing and all the rest of it, and it was quite sweet in a strange way because the only wedding we'd seen before this point in the show was um, sort of quite a serious one, and the bride came down the stairs, and the and the 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 husband was like, "Oh wow, you look amazing. Your your dress is great, and all the rest of it." Yeah. Um, And then they he came down the came down the aisle, and they were laughing together. It was oh, that's quite sweet. And then um, they got married and did the whole ceremony and all the rest of it. And um, their families were all interacting and it was quite nice. And immediately afterwards, there's like a, a sort of a, an interview with um, each of them. Well, 
I say an interview. You know, in reality shows, they cut to, like, a talking head of the person. It was a talking head of, of Morag saying, well, I didn't exactly get what I ordered, did I? Um, because oh. she provided this physical description to these matchmakers that uh, Luke apparently did not meet. And um, right. it's just the strangest thing. It's She kept telling him, no, you're not my type. I don't find you physically attractive. And then with the next breath, she would be saying things like, I just don't get why you're so self-conscious around me. I just don't get why you why you can't feel like you can just get into bed and, and, and take off your dressing gown and get into bed. I don't, um, I don't see what the problem is. Luke. I don't see why you're being like this. But no, I'm not attracted to you, and I do need to drink a glass of wine for us to have sex. And it's like, what? What? It's the most insane... Not This is what I mean! It's Luke, is an absolutely lovely bloke, he sort of started the the experiment, and he said... Um, it was like a very basic sort of uh, bio type thing, and he was like, yeah, um, well, my, my previous wife and I have split up recently, and I've been felt quite sort of quite bad about it, and I'm, I've yeah. felt quite self-conscious and all the rest of it, uh, and I'm looking for love again, and I'd, I thought this might be a, a, a good thing to have a, have a go with, and it, it might go well, it might go badly, but I think it'd have a go sort of thing. Mm. And um, he seems perfectly lovely. You meet sort of um, a few of their sort of family members and friends and stuff, sort of leading up to the wedding day and these interviews and stuff. And it's like, oh, okay, that's, that's perfectly sweet. I know. It's, well, that's the thing. The wedding isn't legally binding. Which, yeah. which makes the entire thing pointless. Sure. Yeah, really. I mean, it's Yeah, like... because, like, for, for, for uh, uh, my wedding, which is the first wedding I ever went to was my own wedding. Um, but at my wedding, um, <laughs> Chloe and I stood there and we did the vows and everything and we exchanged rings. And then we had to go and sign a legal document that said, okay, you are now married. Yeah. So it's not like, it's not an actual legal ceremony. They just stand in a corridor and say, yeah, I will love you and we'll we'll take this journey together and we'll do X and Y yeah. and all these other things. Okay, great. But it's just, it's kind of like, it's such a strange thing. I mean, it's kind of like calling your TV show Deadly Swim and then going to the Glasgow swimming baths for like, for <laughs> yes, it sort of is. <laughs> <laughs> um... But sorry, uh, so yeah, continue. Morag is a Morag is a terrible example of of humanity, mm-hmm. and um, there was a couple Sounds of other it. terrible, terrible examples of of of, of human beings. Um, there was a girl on it called Nikita, I think. Um, they they introduced them all, but everybody is very forget, very vapid and forgettable. So it was quite yeah. quite. I, I struggle with names at the best of times, but these people like this procession of like 12 people rapidly changing in front of me and i'm just like i don't know who any of you are (laughs) um but yeah this um this one nikita that was again a a terrible example of humanity it was she was like very rude and blunt and aggressive and very very argumentative with everybody that she met um oh my goodness and it was um there was this these really strange things like um she would make she would be constantly saying to um to to the, the person that she sort of married um so, uh, do I look good today? Do you like my hair? Do you like this? Do you like this? Do you like what I'm wearing and all the rest of it? And you'd be like, "Yeah, you look lovely, but, but why do you why do you feel the need to keep on asking? You 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 put a lot of effort into what you look like, so surely you must know you look good. Why do you feel the need to keep asking?" She took that very personally, and she was like, oh. "I don't know why you feel the need to comment on my appearance and that. I just it's just a joke. I just say it as a joke and all this sort of stuff." It was just oh. like I say, it's the most insane show because people's. You watch people's personal lives playing out on this intimate, disastrous level. Yeah. It's like a car crash you can't look away from. Because you sort oh. of... You identify all of these personality traits that are flying around like, oh, there's a bit of aggression, there's a bit of um, stubbornness, there's a bit of funniness and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they're just combined in this utterly alien way that you can't possibly conceive of. It's really weird. 
Um, the final one that I wanted to talk about. I'm really sorry. The final one I wanted to talk about was um, Frankie, who was um, he was a he was a weird bloke. Um, it, I think they 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 do this thing where they tell you all about who they are as a person and stuff. And he sort of said um, he was in the army for ages, then he got out of the army and became a personal trainer, and now he runs a personal training business in Dubai or something like that. Yeah. Um, and he came over to the UK and did this married at first sight thing and, and got with this lady called. Uh, Marilise, that was her name. Sorry, um, what man? Marilise. Marilise, okay. Yeah, yeah, and it, she was perfectly lovely. She had, um, I, I say had, I imagine she hasn't died, but um, she oh. has um, two kids and uh, all these dogs and a nice house and you sort of meet her friends and her family and her sisters and all the stuff and everybody seems lovely. And they're yeah. all just like, yeah, you want to do this? That's fine, do whatever. Um, but Frankie is like... You can tell if it was 20 years ago he would be a really abusive husband. It's really horrible wow. to watch it play out. Things like um, he's massively, massively protective. Well, I say protective. It's like um, protective with air quotes. I can actually do air quotes, though, because I'm on yeah. camera. How brilliant is that? Oh, I've done protective. some. Protective, yeah. Um, to, to the degree that he's like, no, I don't want to talk to these relationship counsellors about our relationship. I think some things are private, and I don't oh. think we should talk about that, Marilise, and all these other things. And it was like... Um, there's this thing called Yes Week, where for a week, um, one member of the couple has to say yes to everything that the other member of the couple asks them to do. And it's supposed to okay. uh, you know, highlight insecurities and stuff like that. Um, and Marilee said to Frankie, will you will you cook us a meal? And he was like, yeah, of course I will. I'll, I'll, I'll cook us a meal. But he sort of was like really struggling to, to do it. I mean, he was yeah. putting deliberate difficulty onto it, if that makes sense. Like he was sort of um, rolling his eyes and sighing and just like, oh, I can't be bothered to do that. Oh my God, this is like... And um, yeah. she said, "Oh, have you got the parmesan, Frankie?" And he went, "Oh, for God's sake, no!" How? And it was like it was like this the, the worst, most wounded <laughs> thing she could have possibly said to him. <clears throat> yeah, mate, calm it down. Um, and the other thing that got me was like they have these regular dinner parties as like check-ins on the couples, as it were. And at one of these dinner parties, um, Frankie was sort of addressing the table and saying something. And Marilise said, because um, they handed out these anonymous notes about their relationships, it, you know, to stir the pot. And, yeah. um, and um, she held up the note and said, whoever wrote it, just thanks for writing it. Thanks for thanks for all the nice things you said, sort of thing. Um, and Frankie turns to her and goes, maybe when I'm speaking, don't speak. And it's like, <gasps> oh my God, it's like the most controlling, terrifying man that I've ever oh my seen God. portrayed. It's really horrible really horrible and i don't know it's just there's something about him where everything is i don't know he feels like he'd turn around and smack me if i if i, if I said i didn't like his hair i don't know it's a very strange person i don't know it was something about it that really set me on edge and that's what i wanted to mention was that married at first sight is not in any circumstances like a romantic show it's no six people meeting six of the worst examples of humanity ever it's utterly bizarre there's this one bloke who was like, you're a pretty girl. Pretty girls shouldn't use bad language. And it's like, what? Oh, my, oh my God. And, um, oh, what my God. Um, there was this other one, Bob and Megan. Bob was this lovely, lovely bloke. Um, and it was just like, yeah, I'm, I've got lots of mates. And I like to, uh, um, quite a charming guy and all the rest of it. And he was charming. And he's sort of, he was like, he was the nicest person, really. Apart from maybe Luke. He was like the nicest person out of this crop of people. Yeah. And um, he was he he was uh, put together with this person um, Megan who was like perhaps the least likable person <laughs> out of the entire group. Um, she had this very strange jarring personality that's just difficult to to do to bear in any meaningful sense. Yeah. Um, and she went off and kissed another member of the experiment and then deliberately hid the truth from him and didn't tell oh. him and stuff. And it's like 
Oh, it's just... It's a bit bad. Uh, the reason I want Jesus. to bring it up is because it's like how you enjoy Love Island. It feels like a weird zoo exhibit that I'm staring at. Wow, just I mean... It's weird. This seems like so much better than Love Island, because I only watched Love Island for, like, the um, inevitable destruction of people's mm. sanity. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, do people not realise that people who actually do get married and spend all the time together, end up falling out. Like, reg- like, never mind people that have just met each other. Like, j- j- it's <laughs> such a yeah, recipe it's... for disaster. Yeah, no, um, I, I completely know what you mean. And that's the thing is, like, um, something you see a lot in the show is it's less about um, is this marriage um, doomed to failure or will it succeed? It's more about how effective are these people at communicating their feelings. Yeah. So, like... Um, it's it's that's something that I've noticed personally is that I am not very good at communicating my feelings, and so you you get better at it, and that's how you sustain things, right? Yeah. But like, um, it's absolutely bizarre. These people in the show that are just—it's like it's watching a child interact with somebody else. This oh complete God. inability to sort of express the way they're feeling and what they're saying and all the rest of it—it's really bizarre, really yeah. bizarre. Well, we'll need to um. We'll need to do like a whisper for it next year if when, yes, it, when, it, when it comes out and react to it in real mm. time because it sounds mesmerising. Um, we'll have a watch party for the first episode. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I mean, reality TV, it used to be lit. In many ways it's better, but in many ways mm. it's so much worse because yes. it's so normalised now. Like, I remember seeing um, a, a TikTok... Of uh, it said um, British TV used to be like so bad, and it mm. used to, and it was this guy who would like go to these like families, and he's like, this week we're seeing uh, the Jensen family, who are the biggest bunch of fat people I have ever seen <laughs> in my life. Like, so what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so bad, and it's like you can't you can't even imagine that ever like. You can't imagine thinking it, let alone seeing it on the TV. It's like, it's, oh my God, it's like a guy talking about like cars or something. Like, it's that bad. He's like, these are the biggest bunch of fatties I've ever seen in my life. Like, oh my Jesus. That would just be... cars? No, 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 no. It's like, he was talking about these people, like cars, like just sort of completely objectifying them. Oh, I see. Like, I, I, yeah, okay. I thought you meant it was like an episode of Top Gear where no, 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 no. Jeremy Clarkson turned to the camera and said, "Know what I hate is fat people." Yeah. What? Well, he's probably said that at some point. He Neil almost correct. certainly has. Yeah. Yeah, but mm. it was it was so bad. It was just like it, it. It seemed it seemed crueler, and yet mm. nowadays it's like they're still doing it. But they're presenting it in a way where less people are complaining about it. If you get me, like these incredible. Yes. Yeah. Like in because Love it's Island, not the companies are doing it. Does that make sense? Yeah, exactly. Mm. Like Love Island, for example, it's um, it's these incredibly vapid and sort of just just incredibly unreliable people, mm. sort of saying things that are right and moral, but mm. it's you sort of question whether they have the right to say it because of how shit they are. If you get what I mean, it's like, it's, um, I'm trying, I'm trying to think of an example. Um, okay. So yeah, so there's this, there was this, a woman called Faye in, Mm. in Love Island this year 
who um lost the plot over this guy <laughs> called Hugo who um okay. they were talking about things that they didn't like and things that they did like about their sort of partners and stuff and Hugo said that he didn't like fakeness and okay. Faye is a person who's had um Botox and plastic surgery in her face and okay. she took that very very personally and mm. said you have no idea the, the amount of social pressure that women are under um to get these sort of facial changes and, and how mm. you know stringent they are and stuff and she's absolutely correct yeah. but then like a couple of episodes later she would talk about like oh yeah I bet his dick's small and stuff like, just like completely mm. like just absolutely throwing any sort of integrity down the pan mm. because she doesn't want to be sort of looked at in that way but throws out judgment after judgment after judgment on people it, it's like it just sort of rings hollow in that sense if you get me mm. i do get you yeah yeah it's difficult to have to understand someone's moral point of view in any meaningful way if they don't hold up to it it's yeah. a sort of do as I say, not as I do type situation. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. It mm. drives me off my rocker. Um, <laughs> I'm sure. But yeah, married at first sight and... Mm, Mathis. Yeah, Mathis. Mathis. Um, I think I think we've said enough on that for today, we Lewis. We certainly have, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so with that, uh, do we have any more bullshit or would you like to just dive straight into it? cheeky bit of extra bullshit yeah yeah okay um i shall spin the wheel again lovely stuff gb news whatever the fuck yeah. that is um what is it i don't know <laughs> um well my understanding mm. is that gb news is a news network <laughs> um, oh, wow yep. yeah i mean I mean, do you do you know much about GB News, Lewis? No, I'm aware it was set up, it was sort of proposed as sort of a right wing news network, really, oh. which is understandable. It's the kind of thing that exists in the world. But I'm aware there's been some kind of controversy. Nobody seems to watch it. They yeah. kicked um, what's his face, Andrew Neil, who Andrew is an actual Neil. journalist. They kicked him off um, off of it for some reason, or he left or something because it went yeah. a bit. Fox Newsy, it's not. It's not news. It's it's propaganda. But yes. um, the important thing I think to bear in mind with things like this is that like um, any set of information is essentially propaganda because you you the way in which you tell a story, the way in which you tell facts, sort of will 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 influence the story that those facts tell. Yeah. If I tell you that um, Danny. Um, went to a bar and drank some whiskey and then fell over. So, oh, well, Danny Danny likes to drink. Danny is a drunk. Presumably, that's <laughs> the story that I'm trying to tell. Yeah. But if I tell you that Danny fell over and it was snowing, and I leave out the part about the story in which he was at a bar, it's, oh, well, it was icy. Danny, well-known, conscientious man, uh, fell over so. because it was icy. Do you know what I mean? That's the point I'm trying to get at. So... When you read a news story in The Guardian, it will be presented in such a way that it has slightly more left-leaning views. You, re you uh, read a story in The Daily Mail, and it will have much more right-leaning views. Yeah. And so that's sort of the, the story of the facts that these people at GB News are trying to tell is 
very right wing, as I understand it. I think Nigel Farage has like a corner yeah. that he um, he presents some kind of news from. Um, so good for him. Who doesn't love a bit of Nige? Yeah, I mean, fucking no. Um, but <laughs> I think that um, I mean, America has its has its Fox News, and and it's I believe it was sort of created with the sort of intention of it being oh there's too many left wing mm. news outlets so we need a we need a we need a voice in this sea of left wing propaganda you know and and when I, when i hear that and when i hear right wing folks say that i mm. just think are these people actually like serious but <laughs> like yeah. the idea that the prevailing view in western society is a left wing one is like so beyond a joke. Look, Fox News, for example, is the largest news network in America. Mm. That is what most people watch in America. The BBC. I mean, I'm at a quandary with the BBC because it's. I mean, it's a state um, broadcaster. But if you ask someone on the left, they'll say, "Oh, it's right wing propaganda." And yet, mm. if you ask someone on the right, they'll say mm. it's left wing propaganda. It's very sort of. I mean, does that mean that the BBC is impartial? I I, I don't no, know. I, no, it, I I I do have trouble with the BBC's impartiality guidelines because what it, it what it essentially means, if followed a letter, is that say it's something like um, say it's two people and they're arguing about climate change and they've got somebody that's I was going to say pro and anti climate change. Um, I was yeah. going to say they've got somebody on that's um, that believes climate change is real and uh, it, 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 we can do our best to reverse it and all those sort of things. That person that they get on will be a scientist of some type. It'll be Dr. Jim Jiminy-ness, and he'll be some kind of climate scientist from yeah, well, some university well, somewhere. Well-respected scientist, um, yeah, Jim yeah. Jiminy-ness. <laughs> uh, yes, of course. And um, his, in then, in, for the sake of impartiality, they have to get someone who doesn't believe in climate change or doesn't believe in Jim's work or whatever. Yeah. But then that people always cares a lot more than Jim does. Because he goes on the news and they say to him, well, uh, so what do you think about climate change? And he goes, yeah, it's real. Um, the earth is getting measurably warmer. It's a concern. Maybe we shouldn't drive cars as much. And then he says these very base level things because those are just those are facts that you can see on a graph. Yeah. But then the anti um, sort of climate change denier person that's setting directly oppose, opposing him is all they care about is at being anti climate change. They they care about it so massively. They're saying no, emissions are a massive lie. The the carbon that the cars produce that's not even a tenth of the world's uh, smallest tiniest pollution. Yep. Everything is basically fine. That's all they care about is proving this guy wrong. Whereas the scientist guy cares about science more than he cares about pollution. Yeah. So it's not a fair and balanced debate, and it's not no. um, independent or impartial. <laughs> You you lean towards whoever gives more of a shit, which is often because of the sort of uh, emotional nature of right wing politics, which is often somebody with a more right leaning viewpoint. Yeah. So I mean, it's not impartial. It yeah. Ten- it tends to be very reactionary, and yes, and that's that's what, like, I mean, like sort of married at first sight and all these reality <laughs> TV shows. Yeah. That's what people watch for. They watch for the drama. They watch for the, the sort of impassioned irrationality of people yes. whether they yes. believe it or not and that gives rise to these people 
Whether with, mm. like, even even if like everyone that watches right wing media is a hardcore leftist, it's mm. still a win for for these reactionary types. You know, it's like they, if they can get support, great. But it's more about saying it enough times so that people just accept it or are mm. too fatigued to do to do battle against it. I mean, mm. it's like if someone's just denying basic facts. And they have a platform to do that over yeah. and over and over yeah. again. You're just gonna be. You're just gonna give up. You're just gonna be. Oh fuck's sake! I, mm. I can't argue with you about this anymore. And yet they continue yeah. arguing over and over for people to be like, oh well, the left won't even debate it. It's like because it's not. You, you can't debate it because it's not worth debating. It's a mm. distraction, mm. and then, you know, you've lost because you haven't shown up for a fight that's not even a fight you know mm-hmm. the, the the entire consensus is like against it all all medical consensus and scientific consensus points to climate change being real and very dangerous to us mm. and if someone's just saying no it's not no nah, no it's not definitely not and we're too busy arguing with them it's like well <laughs> you can't fucking win mm. you know mm. um it's strange because it's um the thing I keep coming back to in these situations is, okay, well, I can't argue with you, so I will just fix the problem myself and hand it to you fixed, and then you can just shut up. Yeah. <laughs> By the time I have fixed the problem, you can just fuck off. Yeah. So I, that's the, what I keep... I know it's a very childish sort of point of view to get to a point where I, ju- I just can't be bothered to deal with it, but um, yeah. when, you, when you came to my house more recently, you showed me um, a video of Vorsch uh, debating somebody about something on the internet yeah and the thing that i kept coming back to was he's just a very angry sad man (laughs) you can sort of see in his demeanor he's very angry about what he's having to do and very sad about having to do it yeah and the thing that i keep coming back to is why why invite that into your life is yeah i I don't mean to personally target vorsch in any way i mean i think Um, i think i think he'll be fine Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah why uh, why why bring it into your life why not just do what you think is right, and then other people that that you know to be wrong, because mm. either there's a scientific study about climate change, or UBI, or um, anything like that, if you know them to be wrong, it's a self-selecting thing. If after a while, they will learn the, 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 the truth of a fact, yeah. rather than just going to the emotional side of something. So, I don't know, I don't... I, I can't abide the idea of just me sitting somewhere all day and debating with someone about um, uh, should um, should people be allowed to get jabs if they want to? Yes, yeah. obviously they should. It's it's uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm not much of a one for debating in in great detail th- these yeah. enormous issues because it always comes down to something that's not it's not unovercomeable, but yeah. um, it's something that is not worth arguing about, is what it comes down to at the very heart of it. So all I can say is, get your jabs, do your bit to stop climate change, be nice to one another. That's all yeah. I can do, is say that and walk away. So, very much so. I mean, it's the, it's the whole things, it's the whole free speech argument. Like, mm. well, everyone's entitled to free speech, yes, but that doesn't mean that everyone's entitled to a platform to spread the bullshit that they mm. believe in. You know, it's like denying someone mm. to speak on your platform isn't curtailing their free speech you know yeah it's it's a, it's, it's it's just it's not like giving the, the, the gay wedding cake thing do you remember that yeah mm. like i mean i can't wait what was 
didn't they? It was a um a bakery in in the US that refused to bake a cake for a gay couple's wedding. Yeah. Um, and that was like a big freedom of speech thing. Cause they were like, well, if they don't believe in in gay people getting married, then they shouldn't have to provide their services for it. And it's the same but reversed. Is oh well, Twitter don't believe that Donald Trump should have a platform on which he can incite hate. Yeah. So we're going to revoke his access to it. Or it's uh, it's the same in reverse, really. Yeah, or a or a white supremacist being denied. Um, yeah, Donald to Trump. Sp- to say, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or another white supremacist denied uh, to speak at a university. You know, mm. um, it's like you're you're ruining their free speech. It's like no, they're just not allowed to say it here. You know, mm-hmm. where, where other people live and work and learn. Yeah. You know. It's, yeah, you're right. It's um that's that's I think a lot the problem with a lot of different free speech laws is they were written before everybody had a platform. Yes. Because if, if if there was no such thing as smartphones, no such thing as Twitter, I would have to just get a box and go and stand on it in the yeah, middle speakers, of my town and just corner. scream as loudly as I could about UBI and the beneficial Ooh. effects it can have. So but if, now I have Twitter, and I can tweet it out to however many people, and I can Instagram it out to however many people. Yes. And they'll just go, oh, yeah, maybe. Or, or a massive hate mob will, find, will form and <laughs> hunt me down and kill me. I mean, it could be either. Yeah. No, I don't. But there you go. We spoke a little bit about GB News and more about the broader sort of context of... Uh, yes. Propaganda, I guess. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's another... End of the day, Danny, do you know what propaganda is? What? It's when Danny Dyer has a really hard look at something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. That's, that's one of my favourite jokes. That's good. I like that. That was good. Um, yeah, it really is. But um, I think uh, we're out of bullshit for this week, Lewis. Uh, yes, we are out of bullshit. <laughs> Unless you've got anything about Danny Dyer. Um. He's always oh, a tough nut. He's a, he's uh, a person that exists in the world. I I know very little about him. I have nothing about Danny Dyer. Very much so. But here we go. End of segment, I guess. Yes. Good, goodbye until next week. Um. But anyway, here we are to talk about yet another film, Lewis, aren't we? Um. <laughs> the way you said that was like yet another fucking film. Yet another fucking We're here piece to talk of about a film for God's sake. I hate this. Another piece <laughs> of the way fucking filmography on. from some fucking director with written by some fucking writer and starring some fucking actors. Jesus. How predictable. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this film is uh, Cruella and mm. uh, it was written by Dana Fox and Tony McNamara and was directed by Craig Gillespie and is starring Emma Stone, Emma Thompson, Joel Fry, Joel McCrea, Mark Strong, and Paul Wal Wal Walter. <laughs> get the get the thing up, Lewis. Okay, um, Paul. Right. Um, there are more people than this, but this is Paul Walter Hauser. Yeah, there you go. Boom. <laughs> Paul Walter Hauser. <laughs> Very good. We're not cutting that out. <laughs> uh, um, do you have an opening statement? Um, I do. This film has a lot of very good actors in it. However, there's, it, it, the only thing I can think about this film is it's like getting all the bits of a sandwich together mm. and going, oh, this is some really good artisanal lettuce and some artisanal butter, yeah. and some artisanal um, 
bacon and tomato because we're making a BLT. And then putting them on a bun and the bun is made of sadness. I, it's strange. Wow. It's lots of good thing. Lots of things happen that are either enjoyable to look at or enjoyable to be engaged with. But then it, there's something about the framing of it all and all of it together. Yeah. It's just something about it that just doesn't quite ring right to me. Do you know what? Am I making sense? Absolutely. You're making sense. Um, Lovely stuff. A very bland and have it both ways take on the most despicable character in Disney's roster. You can't be a villain and an anti-hero at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yes, that leads me to. We'll say this is our first CRQ. It leads me to our great, my great frustration with this film is, and a lot of modern cinema really is. Can't we just have people that are cunts? Can't we? <laughs> can't we just have like a villain that's just? Oh no, yeah. Um, Glenn Close wants to, wants to kill and skin a hundred dogs. Full stop. That's, yeah, that's, that's it. She has no ulterior she's motive. Just she just a, wants to kill and skin a hundred dogs. She's just an incredibly wealthy, <laughs> narcissistic mm. arsehole. Who, who, At the end of the day, if you told me Jeff Bezos wanted to kill and skin a hundred dogs, I would I'd say... Be, yeah, I believe you know, that. I mean, that makes sense. That, I can see that happening. Fits, fits. Um, I w- he wants to make a new throne to sit in the Amazon CEO chair. <laughs> I am God. God Wait, Bezos over Amazon. Amazon. Amazon, don't you mean Kerblam? Um, uh, yes, that thrilling indictment of um, of corporate greed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna start about the things I like first. Mm, mm. I really like the fashion of the film. Uh, yep. Really great costume design. Um, that's she worked it. on Mad Max uh, Fury Road. Um, the um, the costumier. Oh, uh, really? Certainly not a word. Um, Jenny, well, I'm not sure if it's Beaven or Bevan or uh, B-E-A-V-A-N. Jenny, we'll, we'll say Bevan. Um, but yeah, she worked on Mad Max Fury Road. It yeah. also had some very interesting costume design and stuff, didn't it? It's um, It did. Did you see that film? I did, yes. Many minutes ago. What did ago. you think of it? It was, uh, it was okay. It was a bit... Yeah. Mm. I didn't really like it very much, to be honest with you. It was, like you say, it was okay. It was it okay. Was... It didn't really have a story, which was quite strange. No. <laughs> a strange no, thing to say about a film. Yeah. I mean, well, not really. Um, it depends <laughs> on the film you watch. You know, what, what was the what was the groundbreaking plot of Grown Ups? You know? Um... <laughs> <laughs> true. True. <laughs> What's Adam Sandler up to in his next Oscar-winning masterpiece? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Pixels. Um, <laughs> I think... Um, Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna start laying into this film. Okay, so it's okay. a really cartoonish way to kill off the mum. Yeah, it is a bit. What the fuck was that? Mm, mm. So okay, so Ella, who's not Cruella at this point, mm. um, because oh, oh uh, and she <laughs> sneaks in to this party, right? And there's these Dalmatians that are in there that chase her, mm-hmm. and. The Baroness blows a whistle and the Dalmatians end up outside and they look as if they're going to get Ella and then they basically jump on Ella's uh, not biological mum and she falls off of a cliff and dies. (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, I know it's it's a horrible way to die, but it's also quite funny because it didn't actually happen. Yeah, um, it's yeah. Like when, when I first heard the trailer for this film would come out, and they were like, "Oh, what's 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 her super origin story then?" Oh, her mum was killed by Dalmatians. It's literally the least imaginative way you could possibly say. It. You know what I mean? It's like, she okay, hates what, Dalmatians what? because her mum was 
booted off a cliff by them. It's like, there is there is no indication that she hates Dalmatians. It's mm-hmm. that she loves Dalmatians fur and wants to skin them to make a coat out of it. Like, she does that for everything. Like whatever animal mm. it is, she just likes fur and wants to make coats out of them. She doesn't have a yeah. unique hatred <laughs> of Dalmatians. <laughs> No, she doesn't. But it would be quite funny if she just went through <coughs> hating every Dalmatian she met. Oh, imagine she was bit by a Dalmatian and let, that gave her Dalmatian powers. That, that would have been... bit by a radioactive Dalmatian. <laughs> so fucking stupid. Has and... the proportionate strength and speed of a spider. No, a, a Dalmatian. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and... So what was the Baroness's end game there? Like... Right, yeah. So the Dalmatians are waiting. Consider. <laughs> the Dalmatians are waiting inside, right? The mum's yeah. standing there, and then when it doesn't go her way, she blows the whistle. The Dalmatians rush outside and mm. basically fucking. They don't even bite her, they just jump push on her, her and push her yeah. off a cliff. Why didn't they the... couldn't show the dogs as being actually violent in a in a biting and scratching type way? Because. That's the kind of thing that dogs get put down for. So I suppose maybe Disney just couldn't show that in a film. So they were like, oh, no, yeah, yeah. she has to be pushed off a cliff. Which um, is ridiculous. Why didn't, but... the, why didn't the Baroness just do it? Like, I mean, Jesus. Yeah, because she does it at the end. So Yeah. Why... What did she need her dogs mm. for? Like, wouldn't that draw more attention? Because Cruella de Vil wants to skin a hundred dogs. I mean, the Baroness is a better Cruella de Vil than Cruella fucking de Vil. Yeah, that's very true. Mm. Like, Emma Thompson, right, gives an amazing performance as just being a horrible, narcissistic um, witch who doesn't care about anyone or anything apart from fashion and making using whatever she can to get what she wants, right? That's, mm. that's mm. who Cruella de Vil is, right? Mm. But... They have this weird sort of character art for um, Ella or Cruella or whatever she decides to be where they do this weird essentialist thing where she's raised by a really nice woman but Mm. because she's the daughter of a bad woman that the bad is like seeping through and Mm. she can be cruel because she... Is that that what Disney's take is on... On how children are raised. It's like, mm. even if you're raised in a really nice environment, you're still going to be a cunt if you even don't if have the right... be kind and sweet, you'll yeah. still be a twat. It's it's really <laughs> weird. And is she even that bad by the end of the, the film? Like... No, not really. Not to the killing and skinning a hundred dogs level. No, because... Is that yeah, especially what... considering her love for dogs. She yeah, and she has... She really likes dogs. She has three Dalmatians by the end of the mm. fucking film. So... Yeah. Is it just a complete reimagining of the character? Or is it... Because they had... <laughs> they had Anita and Roger in there. Mm. Like, and that's... It looked as if they were setting up the events before 101 Dalmatians. You know? Mm. That's... That's the feeling I got when I was watching it. It's an origin story. But I wish they would have made it more clear. Yeah, and actually said one way or the other. And said, by the way, this has nothing to do mm. with the original story. This is just our take on a on a character. That would have mm. been just so much better. Um, yeah. But, oh, Jesus. It's... Also, now that I'm going to... This is something I thought when I was watching the film. It's something I kept coming back to. 
And I don't... It's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not necessarily a good thing either. It plays out like a fan fiction story does. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of the story is very convoluted, specifically to hit specific beats of like, oh, Emma Thompson is actually Emma Stone's mum, and uh, yeah. Emma Emma Stone's fake mum, not really her mum, gets pushed off a cliff. Yeah, it's it's specifically engineered to hit these beats without really caring what the bits in between are. And mm-hmm. I don't, I most certainly do not mean to to sort of say that fan fiction is inherently bad or anything, because it definitely isn't. No. People with a lot of talent are out there writing fan fiction, but sadly, sometimes you do have to wade through stories that aren't so great to yep. get to stories that, that are. That are, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think this feels like a fan fiction that's not so great. It, it feels like um, somebody literally had a pen and a piece of paper and wrote down a list of story beats they wanted to hit. And they just thought, okay, how can we hit all of these in one swoop? And they came, sat there and came up with this really convoluted way to hit all of the all of the bits of story. Yeah. It's just weird. <laughs> it's just it's, weird. It's really weird. Um, mm. And it's like it's like what I was saying before about the sandwich is like um, if you ask me to point out things about like a character or a music or something that's inherently bad, I would probably struggle beyond the first couple of bits and bobs yeah. because it's like I, I, there's nothing. It's weird. It's, I don't want to say there's nothing bad about the film because there is, but it's almost it feels as though there's not many bad things about the film compared to what I feel like there should be. Yeah. If so, if the sto- if if they're putting this little effort into the storytelling of it, and yet, like you say, the fashion is wonderful and Emma Stone, Emma Thompson, they're always so incredibly engaging to watch. Yeah, very much so. So it's I don't know. It's it's just weird. It's like this weird um, cognitive dissonance feeling that I get watching it. Of like, it's it's good, but it's not good. But it's good, but it's but it's not. But it's yeah. Good, but it's, I, I really struggle with it to 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 know what I'm doing watching it. They. They were really close to getting the sort of villain origin story in the film because mm. there's a scene where the Baroness is looking out of the window and she realises, or thinks she realises, that Cruella has killed her dogs mm. and made a coat out of them. Mm. Like if you were doing a reimagining and like making the character evil, that would have been so much better and it was like, oh, she's yeah. worse than... But then... She no, she hasn't killed the dogs. The Baroness just thought she did, and then went and said, "Yeah, I'm going to kill you now," and is saved in a fire yeah. that she still. It's so weird. Like, mm-hmm. um, oh, there was another bit. Uh, oh yeah, okay. So, the the idea that the Baroness can't tell that Cruella is Ella. Like, what is she just fucking stupid? Like, mm. I hate when I hate when films do this. Like Clark Kent with his fucking glasses. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. There are lots of bits about how it's explained away, but I always think, yeah, but come on. You'd at least think they have very... Yeah. They look similar. They look like very similar people. Yeah. It's about how he compresses his spine and changes the colour of his eyes and all sorts. But it's like, well, I wouldn't really look at someone's eye colour to, yeah. to, to determine if they're the same person. It's about just just the vibe i yeah. suppose and i don't suppose you can dis- disguise the vibe in a in a weird way yeah very much so um sympathy for the devil at the end obviously because why mm. not um that's another thing that didn't do this film justice there's so mm. many songs in the film and it mm. felt a bit it felt a bit overkill its yeah. whole soundtrack was other songs and it it just felt a bit sort of unoriginal yeah. you know 
Mm-hmm. Um, Which is it's it's a shame because I enjoy movie music really sort of the the, the m- music that people have composed for a film. Yes, yeah. it's, it's good. People people enjoy it. People do it because they enjoy doing it. And there's an art form to it, and yeah. it's wonderful to listen to it. I I listen to it. It's like, essentially my entire playlist I listen to when I'm working. That is music from movies that I listen to, and then sort of it's it's there in the background and it's present but not present, and it influences your mood in tiny little ways. And yeah, there's something amazing to be said for cinema sort of movie music, but to just not say anything. And to just go for other songs is a really weird choice. It's the same mistake that Suicide Squad fell into, the original one. Yeah. Um, just because it was like, didn't didn't David Ayer take a massive pay cut so that they could use all these famous songs? Yeah, it? that's all right. These really weird things about like, well, yeah, but I mean, can't it's... I just shouldn't you put that money into the writing <laughs> <laughs> rather than rather <laughs> than um, the music? No, absolutely. Um, the CGI dogs are, yeah. They're pretty bad. Mm, um, and yeah. uh, the original film had the dogs trained, which I'm mm. still at, at, in awe of how they managed to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was just so much better. Um, but I suppose you can't really train train dogs to jump at someone Push so someone they fall cliff. off a cliff without <laughs> falling themselves. <laughs> what? Mm. No, yeah. It's... um. Yeah, I mean, working with trained dogs is always a wonderful thing, isn't it? Because it's just... They're such yeah. good dogs. Um, and, and it's... What? Would Cruella want to stay with the dogs and live with the dogs that killed her mum? That's like, a really good point that I didn't even consider. I suppose the dogs didn't know what they were doing. I suppose maybe that's what the way that Cruella thinks. Um, they were manipulated by by um, Emma Thompson. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> yeah. Um, it just... <laughs> when, when you look at the trailers of this film, it looks almost like Disney's like, Joker, if you know what I mean. Yes. Like that was that was what was speculated, and people were like, "I hope this isn't a sort of sort of girl boss sort of thing where yeah, girl, you skin those puppies," um, which I suppose yep. it wasn't. It was more about um, someone who's an anti-hero, but the mm. character is so associated with just skinning puppies. Like I don't like. Yeah. There are some characters yeah. that don't need to sort of. Like, oh, she's just misunderstood. She just, mm. you know, oh, so so bad. It's like, no, she's just a horrible person who yeah, she, she's remembered that she had a schoolmate yeah. who had Dalmatians and was like, yeah, I'm going to skin these fuckers. Um, mm-hmm. Not very nice in a weird way. It's it's a strange character to pick to do a, a sort of um, a, 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 a grey origin story for because... Yeah. To, to be honest, to some degree, I'm getting sick of grey origin stories. Yeah, a little I just, bit. I'm getting sick of grey characters to some to some extent. Yeah, I just kind of want some characters to be a bastard. Yeah, it's like oh he's he oh he's just uh, mining for oil to for money and he's killing people to get more oil. Okay, he's just a bastard. Yeah, <laughs> I'm kind of, I kind of I'm, I prefer that in a strange way to to oh he's morally grey and he's he's he is but he's doing it to feed his family. So is it really worth? And yeah. he donates a lot of money and he volunteers at a soup kitchen. Look, why oh, can't care? Let me hate him. <laughs> why are people so afraid of like seeing characters fail? And mm, like mm. like Tony Soprano. Tony Soprano is a great example. Um, just you know, yeah, he fails. He he becomes mm. miserable. He's a horrible irredeemable bastard that you know deserves what he gets you know it's yeah. it's um it's really it's really as simple as that for some people yeah 
Um, and we, it, it should be like that for Cruella Deville, but mm. I guess I guess Disney wanted something different. Um, yes, um, it's it's one of the this grey villain origin things. It's one of the things I hated about uh, Snape in the Harry Potter books and movies. Yeah, this has only really come into my mind because I'm drinking out of a out of a. A Harry Potter cup, um, <laughs> which, by the way, fuck J.K. Rowling. Um, but also, very much so. Uh, Who's that? Fuck who? the who? Who? Sorry. Oh, sorry. Um, oh. Yeah. Fuck that. Mis- that uh, theoretical person that exists. Yes. Um, yes. Um, but anyway, it's one of the reasons I hated uh, Snape because it's um, right at the start of the story. It's like um, he's just really cruel to children, and yeah. he's sort of um, he threatened to kill a child's pet. In return yes. for um, making a poison potion not very well or something. He's not a good character. He's kind of a redeemable character. You can't no. redeem a character that's so terrible all the time. I don't know. It's like if, if, if he hadn't been in love with um, Harry's mother, he would have just become a wizard racist. Yes! That's so, uh, that's what I was going to say. It's like the yeah. only reason that he stopped being a Death Eater was because his boss killed the person that he loved. And mm-hmm. if that's like what gets you out of being an arsehole... Then you're not not now an arsehole. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's not a co- not a complex character at all. It's just yeah, he's a he's a bastard. Yeah, and I don't like him, but I enjoy not liking him because yeah. I I like um, watching the stories and he's he's a he's a bastard and I'm going ah okay good yes yeah. and I enjoy disliking him, but then it's oh uh, have my tears put them in this uh, these, these little vials. Oh, I mean, fuck off, Severus Snape. <laughs> I mean, maybe it would be. A bit better if it was like, yeah, he believed in it, and then someone that he loved was killed because of it. Because and then he realised that that way of thinking was outdated and ridiculous, mm. and became mm. a good person. But like yeah, he was sort of still an ar- his senses, and he was like, oh Jesus, yeah, okay. Mm. Yeah, but he was still an arsehole that throughout his entire. Like I guess yeah. he was pretending to be a death. I don't know, but I mean, yeah, it's it's just. Let some characters be assholes, yeah, and 100%. stop trying to like, you know, give them every consideration. Some mm. people just do bad things yeah. because they enjoy doing bad things or are malevolent or, you know, th- there are explanations, yeah, but but not excuses. Yeah, exactly, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> there is there is an there is an explanation. As to why someone would want to skin a bunch of innocent puppies, right? <laughs> I thought we were talking about, but Cruella. there is not. Like, yeah, there is not an excuse for it, though. It's not. No, oh, well, yeah. Dalmatians killed my mum by th- throwing her off a cliff somehow. So now I will skin puppies that had nothing to do with that event. Like, what? Yep. No, no. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, it was... I a, think I'm out of notes now, Crocker. I, I think so as well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, ask, a, uh, I'll ask one more question before before okay. I go. Glenn Close or Emma Stone? Uh, I just like Glenn Close. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Glenn Close. I, love... I, I do enjoy some of Emma Stone's performances. Yeah. Um, but I just like Glenn Close too. Glenn Close's sort of manic, horrible performance in, in the mm. original film. Just You can't mm. top that. That is like, like, iconic stuff. Um, oh yeah, uh, but yeah. Uh, do you have a closing statement? Um, I do. I do. Uh, yep, <laughs> I couldn't find it. Um, uh, this film is. It had a lot of potential, 
but it didn't need to be made, and you could tell that everybody involved think thought that. So it was sort of strange to watch, strange to deal with, a very weird film that I wasn't a big fan of. <laughs> yes. Um, Mines is get those puppies before they kick your mum off a cliff. That's yes. That's, well, that's my one. I I, um, yeah, get the puppies before they kick your mum off a cliff. That's yeah. always good advice. You better skin them before they kick your mum off a cliff. <laughs> quick, quick. <laughs> Quickly. Do it. They're Googling where she lives now. Oh. They're on Facebook. They're trying to find her location. Oh, no, the whistle's been blown. Oh, oh, it's too late. That oh, whistle. You can't skin the, them now. The, the, uh, only the Dalmatians can hear and Ella's dog can't hear from inside a house. That's like, a very good point, yeah. Like, like, I don't know, 50 feet away, like, Jesus. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah, let's let's mm. do some shilling now, because yeah. this is... <laughs> um, we all have link trees. Uh, Lewis's link tree is linktr.ee slash Lewis underscore Brindley. Mine's a slash O'Hiram. And the podcast is slash Shouting Into The Void. There you will find our... Oh, two seconds. Oh, 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 oh. oh. Oh, oh, this is better be good. I'm not cutting this out. Uh, oh, wait, uh, wait, you, wait, you just, you just hold your horses. I'll get there. My horses. Don't, don't worry. Oh, okay. We're having trouble, Danny. No, we're fine. Okay, so uh, okay. the podcast is slash shout into the void. There you will find our Facebook, our Instagram, our YouTube, all sorts of shit. Go have a look. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Boom. Um, we mm. have. A PayPal donate button, so anything you can spare, anything at all, would be greatly appreciated. Uh, we also have Patreon, and we want to take the opportunity, as we do every single week, to thank our wonderful, wonderful patrons. Uh, Chloe. Thank you. Darius. Thank you. Peter. Thank you. Aditya. Thank you. Natalie. Thank you. And Dougie. Thank you. One and all, you allow us to keep on making this podcast and keep complaining about films. Um, so thank you for putting us through uh, films that we didn't like very much. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, we also have merch on Teespring and Redbubble. Uh, we sell tote bags, jumpers, socks, mugs, all sorts of stuff. Get yourself something nice because, you Treat know, yourself. you deserve it. You do. Um, it's Halloween coming up. Get yourself a Halloween present. Ooh. A sock. Yeah, a Halloween. And another one comes for free. Yeah. So buy one, get one free. Um <coughs> And last but certainly not least, we are partnered with an amazing company called Number 12 Crochet Avenue, and Lewis is going to say some wonderful things about them, all of which are true. Indeed I am. Number 12 Crochet Avenue is a wonderful company run by my wonderful wife, in which they crochet, and they're very, very good at it. And if you'd like to get up to date with all sorts of crochet things and stuff and aesthetically pleasing pictures, you can go to at Number 12 Crochet Avenue on Instagram, give them a cheeky follow, give them a cheeky like, do all the cheeky things, and cheekily... Get on with your day with an enhanced Instagram. Yes. Yeah. <coughs> well, that was. That's it, Danny. Cruella de Vil. Cruella. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't like the song. I'm no, going to be honest. I don't like the song. No, but listen, it's all about um, providing grey morality to <laughs> the guy who wrote that song. Um, Apparently so. <laughs> yep. Uh, whatever that means. Okay, so uh, yeah, we're, we've done Cruella, and mm-hmm. uh, shall I shall I say what we're doing next week, Lewis? You should. Okay. I would insist that you do. Are you ready? Are you ready for this? Yes, born ready. 
No time to die. Damn, no time to fucking die. My alarm's just gone off. I'm late for work. Oh, shit. I've got no time to die this morning. Oh, no. Oh, for fuck's we're, sake. We're going to be doing that quite a lot, so you've got that to look forward to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a new James Bond film that's mm. recently come out in the cinema, so we're going to watch it, and we're going to tell you yeah. what we think about it. And more yeah. importantly... What we don't think about it by talking about something that has nothing to do with what we're actually talking about. Yeah, that's our best thing. Yeah. That's our gimmick. It's the best gimmick. So look forward to that, and we will see you, hear you, smell you. I was going to say skin your dogs, but we're not going to do that. There is no no reasonable explanation as to why (laughs) anyone would do that. What we're going to do is we're going to provide grey morality for Danny by next week. Yeah. And, and that'll be everything. That'll be what we'll do by next week. Why did he shit in the sink? There's an explanation, but there's not an excuse. <laughs> um, God fucking damn it, Danny. You keep shitting in sinks. I'm a morally grey character, okay? You just don't know my story yet. <laughs> I just love shitting in sinks. Glenn, this is a court order. You can't eat shit anymore. Dun, dun, dun. Um... But yeah, thanks for watching, folks, and we'll see you next time. Indeed we will. Thank you very much for watching. Goodbye. Goodbye.